on? Is this on? started a safer with a concept and, and explaining the great importance of Torah. Now, we all know the great, great importance of Torah, but he explains a, how things, you know, in Torah, how things changes things. You know, every mitzvah has a power. You do a certain mitzvah, you do you give tzedakah, you daven, has an effect, every mitzvah. Explain, explains in this Torah the great effect Torah has on a person in many, many different aspects. How the Torah really changes things. He says, if you begin there, number one, through Torah study, all prayers and requests are accepted that when people learn Torah, the davening gets accepted. That means davening itself without learning Torah doesn't always get accepted. But when you do learn Torah, and in, in we'll see later in the lesson, he explains not if we learn Torah, if Kalisa also learns Torah, then the, the acceptance of the tefillah is much more probable. Because you know, sometimes you could ask something and Hashem, you see, there's two things in prayer. One thing is we ask Hashem, and sometimes he says no. Sometimes we ask Hashem, it didn't get into him. And he might say yes, but the tefillah never got into him. It, you know, guy recently explained to me that he was giving out his resumes, and uh, he asked the guy who, who works in that company, make sure my resume got in. He says, no, it didn't get in. I looked for it all over. Looks like the, the secretary were there, who, you know, got so much she threw a bunch away. So then we got to get the resume into Hashem, and he should answer it, look at it. So Torah has the power, explaining, that the tefillahs gets accepted. If it's good, a person could many often be doubting things are not the best thing for us. I think mother does relate often that a person could daven and daven, 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 the, the British will listen, it's not going to be good. But that's not what you're saying, that's not what we're talking about. We always ask Hashem if it's not good, then listen to our prayer. But the prayer doesn't even get into Hashem. So the Torah learning, what you do and what Klaviso does, makes that the prayers get into the British Shlomo. He says, then he says another thing. <clears throat> and the grace and important that Jewish people are elevated and raised before all who need in material and spiritual merits. The chayim and the chashivas of Klal Yisrael gets raised. You know, that, you know, one of the most fascinating things about the Jewish people is, I say over a story that I once heard from about a guy who was on the plane, and he said that he was, he was flying to Australia, and next to him sat a guy uh, from Thailand, and he asked him, how big is Israel? Tries to tell him that uh, Israel is about six million people. No, 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 yeah, no, no, six million, no, 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 no. Can't be, he says, why? He says, my city where I live in Thailand, forgot the capital, whatever it was, has 30 million people. Forget the, the, the other places of that. Whenever in the news, you guys are in the news all the time. I mean, Jewish people have a great effect in the world. Always have. The question is if the chain and the chashivas of Kaliso is elevated or not. I mean, is, is, the, is the charm and the importance of Kaliso gets gets high, gets elevated in a higher way, or not? That means you could you could you could deal with someone and look at him as trouble. You could deal with someone and says, Ah, this is beautiful, this is choshev, this is nice, this is important. So he's saying that Torah does elevates the chain and the cheshivas of Kali, so they mean that, that by the power of learning Torah elevates literally, that gives a, a person a charm and a cheshivas. So the Torah, so Mamela, we're gonna run later in the Torah explains that what happens is, is that the tefillahs get answers because you have a certain charm to it. So this is saying, so again, learning Torah does for the prayer one thing, 
that gets answers second and makes the person have a chen, a charm, an importance, a respect. And, and it elevates Claudius on a higher level in a much more respectable way. You know, when it talks about Mashiach coming, when the Novi says, he emphasizes the days of Mashiach, the Jews are going to be respected and honored and held highly. That's the whole thing we're waiting because right now, unfortunately, we are stepped down, we are ignored, we are abused, and we are sort of the, the, the abused party of the world. So we get kicked around. Mashiach will come just the opposite. It will elevate, make the chen and the beauty and the chshiva, the kalus, a very high level where we will be there, so, the ideal of people. Then he says, number two, he says, I'll, by engaging in Torah study with energy and enthusiasm, the person does the Torah, the koyach and enthusiasm, and person empowers the kingdom of holiness so that it becomes dominant and he caused the good inclination to pay over the evil inclination. The power of Torah learning helps a person, what he says, to um, gives the koyach to the malchis de kedusha. That means the, the kingdom of holiness. And, and we know, and you know, people always ask me the sweetest, what does it mean, the malchis? Like you asked before, the, you say in the, every day, the, the sweetest. The malchis de kedusha, what happens is, it is, but the, the, it means there's being responsible in a, in a holy way. I mean, being responsible to do the right thing. Davening, learning, raising a family, being responsible in the Kedusha way. Person who is corrupt, he's also responsible in a very corrupt way. Now he also gets up in the morning, make sure he takes care of himself. But how does he take care of himself? He's, he, he does it in a defined way, in a deceitful way, and everything. But here, you know, the robbers have, you know, the bad people, the mafia also has a law, their law and order. There, how hierarchy, but it's it's a corrupt. So there's malchus de kedusha and there's malchus de clip. Malchus de kedusha means that the kedusha reigns, the kedusha is running the show. Lahavda, as we say, the right is the rights, the right is are running the, the country, or the left is running the country. Right? There is the kedusha that is the dominant prevailing malchus that's running. The Torah gives a person that the goodness should come out. Because if we are, as, as humans, we have a taruvis of toivara, a mixture of good and bad. We're not totally perfect, we're not totally bad. We have a bag of a mix. We are sometimes very good and sometimes we fall. It's not perfect. This is our challenge in life. The Torah learning with koyach and enthusiasm gives the koyach of the malchus, the kedusha, to prevail. And that should be the dominant force. Unfortunately, it doesn't mean that the other one doesn't crop up with the ADC, but it gives the koyach of the malchus, the kedusha. Because the truth is that most people who are religious, who want to be religious, who want to grow, it, the malchus, the kedusha, is the prevailing one. That is that way. It's just so, the question is how to make sure that every day it's this way. That shouldn't come a day, you know, make sure that you, what you do, that you're growing and you don't fall back and you're doing the right thing. Total learning enthusiasm brings a gewaltige inner strength that it should follow. So he says, <clears throat> it's a very important, because the Yetzirah we have is, you know, there's a very famous word for Orchsidim. Universal word. Doing a sin, it's terrible. Sinning is a terrible thing. That's not the worst because we're fighting a terrible Yitzhahara. The worst is that after we sin or we saw that we are vulnerable, we don't change and try to fix it. Okay, you made a mistake. Okay, the mistake was done. But, the, you know, it's like, let's say, in, in relationship, a person says a word which his friend or spouse gets insulted. The person didn't realize that this is so insulting for them. This joke is not a joke by them. This is an insult. So you apologize. But the worst thing is if you'll do it again and again. So you did it. We're humans. The Yetzirah got the better of us. We have to ask him sorry. You have to apologize. 
that koyuch to make sure that the kedusha reigns. That's called malchus the kedusha. Is balon toyre be koyuch. The toyre learning with enthusiasm gives the malchus means that it's inner responsibility that you have that you're running. See, every person runs their life. They don't even pay, realize you are in charge of your life. What you're doing, what you're not doing. Sometimes you're very conscious about it. Sometimes it's just like you're driving. You don't even know how you're driving anymore. You know, you know to trying to teach another teenager how to drive. You know, how do you think about all these things one time? Once you become driving, you don't even know how you're holding the wheels. You don't even know, but it's just part of you. Certain things becomes part, and certain things you have to learn new tricks as life goes on. The same thing with Malchus, that you sit thinking, okay, I, I say bracha automatically. It's, I took upon myself. But to say the right way the bracha, to eat the right way, and to daven the right way, to grow, that you need the Malchus to Gedusha to be strong and running the show, as we say. Then he says, number three, by engaging in the Torah story, a person can merit to understand hints from everything in the world, to combine himself to God through them. You know, one of the most difficult things I always tell people is it's easy to come to shul, you know, that's what Hashem Yidavan and you learn. The challenge of life is when you deal with the mundane things. Not even that is so challenging. I always say the most challenging thing is any person who has to go make a panasa, goes out and makes a living, has to know I am working here and I have to believe that the Rebbeinu Shalom is going to make it successful, even though, but you have to do yours. You can't go, I tried to explain Yontif, explaining the first thing Yaakov Vini did when he found out his brother wants to kill him, he ran. He didn't go into the shul and said, Abba Tachem. He picked himself up and ran. You know how far he ran? He ran from Hebron, he ran, all the ways to Aram Naraim. That's a long trip even nowadays. Deep into Iraq, on, on, up in Aram Naraim, Kurdistan. Uh, he ran a long way. See, and he has to believe. And on the run, what does Hashem tell him when he's running? Behold, I am with you. That means you have to do your Yishtadlis. The could have told Yaakov, don't run, go home. Go home. No, no, no. You have to run. You do the right thing by running. But you have to remember that every time you, you have to do your daily Yishtadlis to do what you have to do, you have to remember that I am watching you. That is the big challenge. That's a huge challenge for a person. Understand to how both, and that is the biggest challenge when a person has to deal with daily mundane things he has to deal with. You know, with the, to always remember Hashem is there. Even in the, in the headache in the business, in the headache in the, in the, whatever you're doing, that, you know, we forget ourselves of Hashem. So the koyach of the Torah helps us during the day, but things that happen to see that as the Rebbeinu Shalom is still there with us and get the hint of Hashem. Because what Nachman is saying over here, the Rebbeinu Shalom continuously sends out hints to people to, that, uh, to get close to him. It's like, don't move away from me. It's like, you know, like... Uh, you know, you, 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 you're distracting yourself. This continue. Every person and every thing in their life, you'll notice there's a bunch of telling them, hinting them what to do. A guy, a guy once told me that uh, he was uh, involved in a situation. He was helping a, a person, helping a lady, and he was really helping her. And something told him he shouldn't do it. But he was ignoring it. Yitzhara says, just keep on helping. He says he had a brand new car and goes to his car. It was a year older car. Car door wouldn't open. Wouldn't open. He realized, you know, maybe Hashem is telling me something. And he did not go. And then, he, you know, the next few hours later, he went to the car, went to Dav, and he said, it did work. He says, the hamazel, the car dysfunctioned. Who knows what I would have done. The banish leilam sends continuously messages to us. Continuously. And in many different ways. Sometimes it's clear, sometimes it's more subtle, you know, to get close to him. 
So, and also to be aware about him when you're not learning. It's like I said, it's easy when you're learning, you're davening to be close to Hashem, but we have to go out and make a living and deal with uh, difficult situations. And you know, you, you, you know, when you're banging a nail in the wall and you're trying to earn a living, it's hard to all of a sudden, yes, Hashem is here. The Torah learning gives a person this malchus, the kedusha in himself, that he could will watch Hashem, feel Hashem in his business, and see what's going on all the time. How this customer or that thing worked out, how they just right, and this you could feel Hashem all the time. That is that's that's that is the very important, and it is difficult, not so easy, because when you when you say, sitting in shul, if a person really wants, he could be davening, or if you're learning Torah. But right now you're dealing in the mundane things. And you have to remember, Hashem is there. And how do I feel Him? The Torah gives you eyes to see Hashem in every situation. <clears throat> Even in a place of darkness, he says, in the in, in obscurity, where it appears at first that it would be difficult to draw close to Hashem, their true, true intellect would shine its light to him, so that even they can find Hashem, draw close to him for him the very place. Just even in the most dark places where you're, you know, like dealing with, 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 with dark means not just like it's just a terrible situation, and, and you, you feel in a terrible situation, you feel down, or you've sinned, and you feel so removed from Hashem, the Torah that you've learned could shine you, you could find Hashem there too. One of the, one of the I, I said this to someone <clears throat> recently. That one of the one of the profound sayings of Nachman is that the Boni Shalom put us into this world, and He knows we are tested unlimited. Especially nowadays, our nesiyin is a certain type of tested much harder than ever was. Every generation has this incredible gates of hardest, different gates of hardest, and we do fall. But what did the Rebbeinu expect? It's worth for the Rebbeinu that you should fall, but when you come back in close to him, everything was worth it. So we, we have this idea, if I reject it, then it's not worth to get close again. But the Rebbeinu teaches us what the Rebbeinu knows that we're going to fall. And he made the Yitzhahara. He says everything is worth it when you come back and say, I'm sorry, you connect yourself to Hashem. So no matter how dark how removed you are, and I, I goofed, and I made something bad, but it's but Hashem, that after we can, you goofed and you did something wrong, and you still could get close to Hashem. Someone, <clears throat> you know, I hate this a lot sometimes when people make terrible decisions. Now, it you know, it's hard to say that's beshet your decision making. You know, we do our sometimes we. But it's worth it that even though you made such a terrible decision and things are not going well right now or whatever's going on to the Rebbe says, Davin and get close to me and even then you could find Hashem and get back into track. Because, you know, the Rebbe, that says that, you know, being in Golas, see, one of the most amazing things about Golas is the Rebbe saw that we're not keeping being religious in Etzisro, so he kicked us out of Etzisro. So it always bothered me. If we keep being from in Etzisro, what is it going to help being in Golos? It should make it worse. If we're living in our own country, we can't become, hold on to the religion. So Shem says, you know what, I'm kicking you out of Etzisro, and now we're going to be more religious. But it is amazing, but being in 2,000 years in Golos, we are religious. So there's a, because sometimes in the, in the not the right place, to get closer to Hashem. I met an Israeli couple, and they're becoming from. And he tells, she's the one who said a very blunt thing. She says to me, while we were living in Israel, they were got, very, got married very young, but they after left the army, they got married, they came to live here in LA. Just in Israel, I didn't feel I have to do anything to be Jewish. I was Jewish. So I live here, I realized if I'm not gonna have a sukkah, I'm not gonna go dava, I'm not gonna have a Shabbos, I'm like a goy. Not, she wasn't that she became religious because someone introduced it or something. She said she and herself realized that if we don't keep anything here, we're going to live a secular life. We'll be just like the Jim Johns 
And then she tells me, I'm a Japanese neighbor. That's where we're going to be. Now, being outside of Eretz Yisrael, she realized that you could find Hashem. So she found Hashem, not in Israel. It's amazing. In Eretz Yisrael, Eretz is so big, she didn't find Hashem. Unfortunately, she came out here and she found, because sometimes you could find Hashem in the most obscure situation. And learning Torah helps a person find it. You know, sometimes, you know, you're looking, a guy recently told me that uh, he, I was at a Shevbrox and asked, how did the Shidduch become? He says, it's very funny, I knew, my, I knew my wife for many years working together. It never dawned upon me it would be a Shidduch. Working the same company, you know, the same, same company. Was someone, you know, arranged it and pushed me into it. But sometimes things are in front of your nose and you don't realize it. Sometimes you have the thing right here, the, a business, a great idea of business, right in front of you. And you don't, you don't pay attention. So the Torah gives us to find the Kedusha that's right in front of us. Because there is Kedusha, every household and every mitzvah and every situation you are, you could find the Kedusha. The Torah gives, by learning Torah, gives us the power to find it in every situation. And also take the hints that the Rabbi Shalom is, is sending us. You know, the, 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 whereas you're working and, and what you're doing. Then he goes on, number four. A person does not commit a transaction, transgression unless he is possessed by a spirit of foolishness. This is a very famous Gemara. You know, when a person does a sin, he is, now this is very misused, this phrase. Many people use this phrase as, well, I really don't have full control of myself. I'm not responsible because you don't do a sin unless a Ruach Shtus goes and I'm possessed. You know, it doesn't mean that. We have a free will to do, not to do. We have a free will to do the mitzvahs, to daven, not to daven, to eat kosher, not to eat kosher, to be tznias, not to be tznias. We have the, the free will. It is when a person doesn't do the mitzvah the right way, it doesn't aveda, it really you, you are inviting a foolishness into you. To explain this in a very clear way, you ever notice when you do something wrong, the first thing they say, don't look and don't think. Just do it and then we'll think about it. We have this like, you know, don't think, don't look, don't observe, and then, oh, what did I do? That chilek of the doing is inviting the foolishness. But you did it to yourself. The reason, because if a person's mind will be so clear that moment, he can't do it. Person, person would know clearly that I'm doing this thing, I'll be in great trouble. And the proof is he knows he'll be in trouble because I used to tell people, how much did you spend on Pesach, how expensive Pesach was? Because you wanted to do the mitzvah right. You know, and the Yitzhah comes to you and wants you to sin. You believe in Hashem. You believe. Who, the, your proof is how much money, how much energy you exerted on Pesach. It's just you become foolish. And, ah, okay, I, I could do this. I could, I could be sin here and there and do the wrong thing. But what really happens is, in order to sin, you first have to stop thinking. You invite the foolishness. You know, the foolishness of a person is not to think. You know, what is the difference between a fool and not a fool? A fool doesn't think. Because we also have foolish thoughts. We also have foolish ideas. We all have, you know, if we pay attention to your thought, you know, if I would have acted on my thought, I'd be foolish. I would look like a fool. But we, you know, we, we discern and we think about it and we talk about it and we, we you know, the, we take the thoughts and because a fool person doesn't think it through. He just, he has a foolish idea and he just doesn't think and do it. So the riachstus that comes into a person and does a very is the not thinking. What happens? That riachstus stays with you. That's a very famous concept in all chesidus. That when a person does a sin, he becomes foolish and this foolishness stays with them. It's not like, you know, it's like you took a pine, you got dirty right now, you got to clean yourself. It's not like, you know, okay, I was foolish for a moment, and I'll get back to the square. No, 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 no. Cause the foolishness in the person. He says, therefore, each person, um, each person is precise, corresponds to the 
transgressions he committed, and the spiritual blemish he has called is literally insane. Wow. We all have, you know, in America they have a fancy name. They call it idiosyncrasies. We Yiddish call it Michigasen. We all have our Michigasen. Every person, I always tell people like, you know, to have a good shalom advice, you gotta accept your wife's Michigasen, should accept your Michigasen. We all have things which is, doesn't make so much sense. That really, Rav Nachman explains, has a lot to do from our sins. The more we clean ourselves, the less we and we have the left, the less, the less foolishness we have. But the, every person accumulates foolishness as he sins, and he doesn't do tshuva. Because once we do tshuva, we are sort of purge. We clean ourselves. We get rid of all this negativeness, he says. This is why most people have all sorts of quirks and idiosyncrasies. That's why, you know, many of have a lot of mishigasim and, you know, foolishness and, and with things that we think has to be this way. And the rectification of this ascent is engaging in Torah story. It's learning Torah. Why? For the Torah consists entirely in the names, uh, the names of the Holy One, blessed be He. The <coughs> and the names subdue the evil inclination, banish the insanity and the spirit of foolishness that cling to a person as a result of the sins. He says, the Torah learning, since the Torah is the name of Hashem, you know, the Gemara says, the Torah is full of names of Hashem. The names of Hashem, the Torah carries the name of Hashem, when you learn it, it's like wearing a kameya. You know, people are busy with the, you know, we in California are blessed with the Kabbalah Center and 72 names and everything. The, we are, the Torah the, the, the has the names of Hashem. In the names of Hashem that we carry, sort of pushes away the insanity, the Mishigas that we have. And, and he says even more. He says, um, it, it, he says, it's machnia subdues the Yetzirah and the Torah and pushes the idiosyncrasies away from us. Now, it, you know, doesn't mean that every time sometimes you find learned people have just as many Mishigas as not, because you have to learn more Torah Lishma. The more you learn Torah Lishma, the more you clean yourself. The more you realize. See, because idiosyncrasies comes because he has a foolish idea thinking, I, mu I must do this, otherwise it's not going to work. I must you know, have this thing, and I must do it this way, and if I don't do it this way, it's going to be a disaster. That's a foolishness. You know, nothing has to be exactly that way. But the more you learn Torah, the more you become alert, aware about yourself. But also the Torah is not just makes your mind, it's the Kedushas HaTorah that helps you get rid of this Mishigasen, as we say. <clears throat> See, because to explain this in a very simple way, when we do a mitzvah, keeping Shabbos, Shabbos is incredible holy, but Shabbos, how do you keep Shabbos? By not doing any malacha. I don't turn on the light, I don't turn on my phone, I don't turn on the TV. I do, not, I do what's right, just by not doing. The Torah learning is an intellectual challenge. You learn a concept, you intellectually motivates you. It's, it's thinking through the Gemara or the concept. You, you heard something. And all this, but what you, it has an effect on your mind. It's like you're just like a person has to exercise, to, you know, to be stay fit, to stay healthy. You know, a good friend of mine told me the doctor told me he's have back problems that he should walk every day for a half hour. You know, because that's part of his problem. He sits all day long. So you know, to stay healthy, you need to walk to keep your mind healthy, not to have the mishigasin there. The Torah sort of exercises your mind in a simple way, in a, in a spiritual way, because your mind is not just a mind, a machine. It's the, the, the Shoma reigns in your mind. So when you learn Torah, and especially you learn Torah Lishma, it literally just purges all the Meshigas that accumulates. But it's really frightening what we learn over here, that we do pick up silly things because of a sin. And the quicker you do tshuva, the more you learn Torah, the quicker you purge of all these negativeness from yourself. Mm. Then he says, a number five. You know, the Yitzhahara 
as a rule, I have asked this to many people who became religious. I asked recently someone, you know, now that you're religious for two, three years, you know, you pass by a McDonald's, do you miss it? Ah, you know, most of them, so far, everyone told me. Guy told me he used to like a certain type of non-kosher shrimp. He says he doesn't even think about it since he became religious. It doesn't even dawn upon him. He does the shopping. But they, see, the Eitzhara never comes to a person, he says, I want you to sin. He, he knows, he has, he has, it's a lost battle. Can't tell you to, to you know, to, I, I want you, this Shabbos, don't keep Shabbos. It's never going to work. I tell you today, you know, note film. He has to work himself into it, the Yitzhara. Gets you into situation, you're not feeling well, you know, you're in a bad mood, and you have right when you're bad mood. Hashem knows when you're bad mood, he doesn't want you to dabble. You know, you rationalize, you come, you know, you, you rationalize all about your sins. You, I mean, never does he come. And every sin that a person does, if he thinks it through, he sees it's silly. And let it be Elohim Harayim. You know, like, ah, oh, you know, I have to get it off my chest and I have to do this, and it's not so Elohim Harayim. Think about it, who are you kidding? It is, it's, it's, but the Yitzhara comes, fools a person. He has his way of, um, doesn't come direct. You know, you know, the, I, I recently was speaking to someone and uh, he was, I, he was not acting the most sinistic way. And uh, he said, well, I thought for business, I'm allowed to shake a lady's hand and I'm allowed to do this, I'm allowed to do that. And there's no head for that, I said. You know, it's the Yitzhahara starts this way. You know, do this and do that. Never, not just that, in any, any situation. Even starting a fight with someone. There's always a rationality why you should do it. But he doesn't tell you, be a mean person, or be angry, speak Russian. He comes in a very conniving way. I always say to people that, you know, we are, we are really in for trouble. Why? Yitzhahara went to a military school and he was taught every trick in the book. And he's always a step ahead of us. And he catches us all guard. We, we don't, you know, we get up in the morning, who wants Yitzhahara? Oh, no Yitzhahara. We don't think about it, you know, we're getting up in the morning and there's Yitzhahara there. <clears throat> I always say over a story, a famous story with the Tanya. Tanya was in jail and he woke up to make Tikkun Chatzas and what happens is, is the Yitzhahara tells him that, uh, you know, you're sitting in jail, you know, it's so hard to get up to make Tikkun Chatzos. And the Tanya tells you, if I was arrested and put into jail, who brought you into the jail? So he said, why did the Tanya say the story over? To tell you that the Yitzhahara could be calm into the jail and you're an old person who's, a, you know, the leader of Kal Yisrael, and the Yitzhahara could come to you then too. He's always ahead of the program. He said, you know, you know, the robbers are always ahead, one step ahead of the police, you know, coming, new ideas how to steal, how to be deceitful. See, that's why it's our disadvantage. But the Torah learning will help us catch it in time. That's what Nachman says. Right? The more Torah you learn, the more you realize it's a Yetzirah. The whole thing is just, just do this and do this, you know. Many, when a few years ago, when the internet started, many, many, many Rebbonim said that predicted it's going to be terrible. And many people said, eh, overreacting. The same people that said years ago that Rebbonim tell me today it is a disaster. I'm talking about a, a rabbi who has a school. In the beginning, he, yeah, he was very skeptic. I mean, it's just part of life, a telephone and a cell phone. And, and now we do know that People are not careful that the internet could be a way to, to do crazy things and get involved in pornography and then who knows what? You know, who knows what? You know, it's why was this Tamida Choma much more aware? Because when you learn Torah, you catch on to these things quicker. So now it's totally agreement. Everyone agrees. In the secular world agrees. I, I've said a few years ago, and I was unfortunately with my son in the hospital, and there was a Time magazine. 
It's getting chemotherapy and the, 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 the Time Magazine cover story was how terrible television is. <laughs> so they explained to me over there, a lady, that you have to understand that the Times is a liberal paper. And if they say it's bad, it must be very bad. <coughs> we religious Jews, grew, I grew up, we didn't have a television. Everyone knew television is terrible. Why did it take the secular world so long? It takes them much longer to realize the evilness when it has to be in the secular world and not learning to the world, the evil has to be clear, fake. Then you realize it's evil. But when you learn Torah, you realize the evilness from the conception of the evilness. You realize right away this is just the Yetzirah. The Torah gives us the, 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 the power, the tools to realize because the Yetzirah, that's how he comes. He never comes clearly straightforward. Stop keeping Shabbos. Or, you know, eat non-kosher. You know, like, uh, you know, the same per people who buy kosher meat and spend so much money, my Yetzirah says, ah, the potato chips, probably, even though it's not over you, probably it's kosher. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, he doesn't come telling you not to eat kosher. He just, in his sly way, gets you to do things. <clears throat> this is what he says. In most cases, not inside a person to transgress right away. That he first dresses itself up in a mitzvah. Then he says in a, in a more profound thing. The Yitzhah creates mitzvah. So people tell me in the secular world there's a saying that the, how's it called, the, the, the road to hell is paved with good deeds, something like that, good intentions. You know what I mean? Like many, you know, like, but the Yitzhah has a new tact. He says, it's a mitzvah to do that. It's a mitzvah to you know, I recently was trying to get a person to get a get. And his friend was discouraging. And I called up his friend. Why are you telling this to him? It's a mitzvah now to give a get. Got a lot of teacher a lesson. What lesson? Do you know the story? Only on his side of the story. They were going to a basin. This guy really thought it that way. That he's giving a good advice. And it's the right thing. And, you know, it's, it, it's how it goes and takes things and makes it a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to fight it. You know, the, the name of religion, look at look what the, you know, the suicide people do for the name of the religion. You know, they do anything. I mean, that's the Yitzhahara talking in the secular world and, in, and by Jewish people too, by from people. He comes with a way that it's a mitzvah to fight, it's a mitzvah to do this, it's a mitzvah to speak Lashon against against this guy. And, you know, and then he, once you say it's a mitzvah, you lost the battle. You know, the worst battle of losing amongst people when they say it's a religious thing. But you can't argue. What are you going to argue? You have to just first show why is it a mitzvah? Let's talk about it. Let's sit down. Then you came in because if the guy thinks it's a mitzvah, you look back in history, it always boggles my mind how they would, the, the early, when the Chassidim is not going to fighting, they put each other into jail. They put the Chassidim mostly into jail. As there was, there was other things to fight more important. So you held that he was not right. But there were Maskilim that you had to put in jail. At the same time, Maskilim were growing, growing. So you look back, you know, it doesn't make sense anymore. Because when it's going on, you become so perverted and you think that you create mitzvahs in your head. That this must be in everyone in their life too, that way. You know, this is a mitzvah to do, you know, what I'm doing, it's okay, you know. Like, I asked, I asked a doctor once that uh, claims to be religious, so why do you work Shabbos? I mean, it's a mitzvah to work Shabbos. I says, why can't you have someone to uh, cover for you? But it's a mitzvah to heal people. Yeah, but not a mitzvah to heal them. You know, Michal Shabbos for someone's not Jewish. I mean, you have a lot of non-Jewish patients. Took him a while to realize what I was saying to him. It's only money. Get someone to cover for him, Shabbos, all the emergencies. But in his mind, this was a mitzvah. I'm a doctor, and I'm healing, and I take care. I'm in a, hello? But the, 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 the medical board tells doctors to take off a, a day of the week. Don't work seven days a week. They encourage it very much to take off a two, a two days not to work because you get burned out. So Shabbos should be a day off. You want to be a workaholic, work Sunday. But in his mind, I remember talking to him, it was a mitzvah. I'm doing a mitzvah. 
I'm a healer. I'm helping people. So that's, this is in a, in a clear sense. But in but us, also, the Yitzhak always finds mitzvahs. There's a famous word from the Sons of Rebbe. One of, there was a story was that a chassid went. What happened in, in those days, most just like today, the Jews on the nursing homes and the old age homes, the Jews then were in, they owned the taverns, the kretschme, we call them in Yiddish. They were owning, they were, this was their business. And uh, someone came and outbidded a, a tavern from another Jewish person who had a house full of children. And this was a young guy and just outbidded him and took away the business. And when he came to the sons of Rebbe, and he was a sons of Chos, and son of Rebbe, is it true what they say about you? He says, Rebbe, it's a mitzvah what I did. This guy is an anti chassid and he's a wicked. It's a mitzvah to bury him. Rabbi, I'm doing a mitzvah. So the Rabbi said, I'll show you there is no mitzvah to bury him. So the Rabbi said to him, it says, it, it sounds the Rabbi said to him, it says in the three days of darkness, you know, the Makas Choshech, there was three days of darkness, the Gemara says that many of the Jews died and they were buried in the mitzvah should watch us burying our dead. So he says, if there was such a mitzvah to bury the, the, the dead, the wicked dead, it says that Rabbi Shalom saw, uh, and, and by Mitzis Mitzrayim, the night of Pesach, we had no mitzvahs. At Eriyom, Eriyo, you are naked without mitzvahs. He gave us mitzvahs. Mila and the mitzvah of Karim Pesach. Well, we had great mitzvahs. In the three dark days, we buried all the wicked people. So burying a wicked person is not a mitzvah. Don't, don't look for these mitzvahs. His idea was to get this guy out of the business and bury him alive was a mitzvah. Sons of says, go back and give him back the business. And people rationalize what they do. You know what I mean? You know, everyone knows that, you know, what are you doing? You're taking away the business, taking a person's panas away. But what they do is they rationalize. It, it must be, this is different, and he's not so religious, and, and he's anti-chassid, and it's this, and it's a mitzvah to do it to him. So this is how the Yitzhara gets to people. This is, you know, I'm sh I don't have a good notion, but in smaller things, the Yitzhara says the same thing to us. He says, don't daven every day, don't make a brach every day. It's not, you're in a rush, you gotta go to work. And, you know, I'm busy making a panas, maybe I don't have to bench. Shabbos is enough, we bench. Every person, the Yitzhara comes up with new ideas and makes it into a mitzvah even. The Torah, learning Torah teaches a person to see what is right and what is wrong and not to fool ourselves. Because life is, we do fool ourselves. You know, I understood one month from a, from a person explaining to me that, that many, 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 or even maybe most, but people who suffer emotional problems is from a, how they see themselves not in a real light. They're delusional. You know, they don't have a good picture how their life looks, what they are, and the strength and the weaknesses. Someone explained to me, your therapy is helps people to see clarity, not to live in a fantasy, not to, so I mean, you sometimes come to bad conclusions, but that's why you look at the world this way. So you're seeing things wrongly, you know, because I had an experience so and so then, now I live a life and I'm, a, I'm doing this and this. So that is, the, we live in a lie, sort of. We live in, in a not truthful situation. The Torah has a koyach, to help a person to see things clearly in life. To be much clearer to understand where you are, where you're coming. This is what I'm not saying, that because we do fool ourselves a lot. Our, when we have high expectations, you know, then we get into trouble. Guy gets married, he has these high expectations that his wife is gonna, is gonna be the answer to all his problems. He's in major trouble. When I speak to young people and they tell me, he says, your troubles didn't start yet. Your trouble started because you have such high expectations. Now he gets married and is disappointed. Now why is he disappointed? He had a false, high, unrealistic expectation. So he looks at life in not a real way. If he were able to see that's not what a wife is supposed to fill your gaps in life, that's not what a wife or a husband is supposed to do, he wouldn't, his shomai's would be greater. He would be so disappointed. Very often we live in a delusional way, which in a non-honest way, in a not clear way, causes problems. 
The Torah learning helps a person continuously to see things in a much clearer light. Then he explains, later he'll connect all these things, but then he explains the primary reason why prayers are not accepted is that the person's words lack grace. He says like this, when a person davens, you know, anyone who has many children would know this, but, uh, but anyone who deals with many people also know this. A certain time a child can ask you something, you gladly help that child. Sometimes one of your children, you, you don't tell it to them that this child is easy and more difficult, but the reality is this way. Or at work, you can have two friends, two co-workers, ten co-workers, one asks you for you, gladly do it. The other one, uh, all right, I'll do it for you. The other person has a chen, has grace, has a charm, and a true charm, not charming you, not, you know, a true chen, kind, nice, sweet. You gladly help the person. The same thing is our tefillahs don't get accepted by Hashem very often, but it has no chen. It's like speaking to someone, you want to get your way, and uh, you know, it's not how you start the conversation. One of my daughters has a business, and she tells me that uh, when she interviews to hire uh, a business, she says to me that a lady came in, but incredible efficient, but her manners, interaction with people was very difficult. Walks in, instead of saying, hello, how are you? I just came to the meeting, I was driving. She walks in, says who she is. <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit grace missing, charm missing. You know, like, you know, you come in, sit down in a meeting, try to be first friendly, try to talk nicely. We're not here to, we both know we're not came to drink a cup of coffee. We came to do business. But it's, there's a certain grace how you speak about it, a certain chain, a certain way how you go about it. See, this is what Rebbe is explaining. Davening also needs, doesn't need this grace. The Chazal gave us the grace, and it gave us how to do it. But it's the way you say it, the chayin and the chashivas has it. And he's going to explain later, how do we get this chayin, this charm, in, this, in, in our tefillis, that the Shem trans our tefillis. And one of the ways he explains is the more Torah you learn, the more you develop a chayin into yourself, a, a grace, a charm. Because the Torah has a great chain to it. You know, the, the, there's, a, there's a certain incredible deep chain, not a superficial chain. There's a deep chain in the Torah that people carry that, that, that the when you say the Tfilis, the Rabbani Shem really listens to you. But kids, what he's trying to say in this Torah, we'll get to this next week more, but learning Torah elevates the chain of a person, elevates. The, the intellect of a person cleans the intellect of a person because the chayim comes from wisdom. You see a wise person and has a certain charm to you. It, the Torah elevates all these powers in a person and makes, and, and the end of Tfilis gets the scabble. Kalal Yisrael gets elevated. The Torah the, the says, when are, when are we elevated? When we learn the Torah. The Torah learning makes us more greatly, greatly elevated. Any questions? See, Torah learning could mean in, in different, different aspects. It could mean just learning a Mishnah, learning a locha, listen to a lecture, thinking of an idea about Torah. It is better, the more Torah you learn, the more intellect, the more, but Torah learning has, Torah is endless. And there's so much to learn. I just tell the people, it's not always that you have to sit and you know, try to figure out a difficult Gemara. That's also great if you could do it, but if there's no time and you don't have the capabilities to do that. Any Torah learning, reading a book in English that has Torah ideas in his Torah, anything translated, many people think just because it's translated in English, it's not Torah. It is just as holy as not an untranslation. You know, the Gemara was done in a foreign language, the Gemara's Lashen. Gemara's Lashen is 
It's not even Aramaic. The Gemara's Loshan, the Ramban explains them, is like a Yiddish language, a mixture of a bunch of languages the Gemara was written, the Talmud Bavli. So it doesn't always mean that it has to be the language. It, taking a book and reading Tehredigah thoughts elevates you. Reading a novel doesn't elevate you. Just, you know, brings you down. Reading some silly novel about love stories and who knows what doesn't elevate you. You don't feel, ah, I read a great novel, it's uplifting. You know, the learning Torah has, has a very powerful uplifting effect. And always I say, infuse happiness that what you do. Because when you're happy what you're doing, the Torah is a better Torah. You know, today we are, have a cloudy day. But we, it's, it's 10 o'clock in the morning today. I want you to think today, if I would smile today a whole day, is the end of the day where I'll be better off or less off. <clears throat> if you're gonna be happier today, just smiling more, your whole day will be a better day. You'll interact with people differently. You'll interact with yourself much better. And every mitzvah you do will be a much stronger mitzvah. And it doesn't, you know, they say being happy takes less, uh, less energy than being depressed. So smile. And I, I always say I have the greatest proof that it's a mitzvah, because it wouldn't be a mitzvah we'd all be smiling. Because mitzvah is always difficult to do. Anything you resist is always good. We resist doing exercise, we exercise is good. No one has, no one says, you know, I cannot eat such a fatty soup. You know, this is unhealthy. I, I can't do it, I just can't. You have to fight it, we have to discipline ourselves. Good things you have to fight for. The, the smiling is a good thing, that's why we don't smile. Okay, have a great week.